0: RC Plane Lab, a podcast for anyone interested in RC airplanes. We'll share tips and tricks on how to build models and talk about successful flights, epic crashes, and everything in between. Visit us at rcplanelab.com to sign up for our email list and to ask us questions. You can also text us or leave us a voicemail at 818-351-9846. Please help us out by rating and reviewing us in your favorite podcast app. Thanks for spending time with us today. Now here are your hosts, Ron and Tom.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the RC Plane Lab podcast. I'm Ron, and I'm Tom. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about plans and plans resizing, and where to get plans, and what plans are, and
2: you know, all oh, good stuff about plans.
1: Everything you ever wanted to know about plans, right? Or maybe not. I don't know.
2: Well, hopefully, um, hopefully, uh, an interesting discussion about <laughs> plans. We'll see
1: how it goes. Yeah.
2: And what sort of what sort of prompted this discussion was a little project I took on um, at RC groups. Uh, so this, some, some of you may know RC groups is kind of a big online RC airplane community. Believe uh, it or not, I have never been on there. Yeah. It's a, it's a good resource. There's <laughs> lots and lots and lots of really good information on there. Um, there's lots of not good information too, but, uh, uh, so I have a, a small presence there. I, you know, have some folks that I chat with occasionally and, uh, you know, there's build logs on there if you're into building. I mean, if you're into foamies. I mean, there's just it's just a, a great online resource um, for all things RC airplanes uh, and not just airplanes. I mean, they have boats, cars. I mean, they all things RC. I guess really is what I should say. Hence, RC groups. Exactly. Instead exactly. of RC airplane mm-hmm. groups. And there's other group. You know, there's other um, resources out there too, like RC Universe. That's another big one. Um, RC Tech, which is a car. Uh, RCTech.net is another one that's, you know, car related and stuff, but anyway, uh, so, uh, a fellow modeler on RC groups, uh, threw out a, a message or a gauntlet, if you will, a while back saying, uh, he was looking for a, uh, a Guinea pig to build this new, he's a, he goes by the name Balsa Workbench. He actually has a really cool website. Um, I'm going to plug it. BalsaWorkbench.com. Um, <laughs> a great, uh, great dude. Um, his name's Rob, um, Sent me, a, uh, sent me a kit that he laser cut, um, and it is a shrunken down Cloud Dancer 40, which is actually a Cloud Dancer 10 now, um, that he wanted a, uh, a guinea pig to build for him to make sure that all the redrawing and everything he did in the CAD program that he used uh, made sure that that translated well into a, an airplane you could actually build. So, uh, I took that project on told him I would do it and, uh, I got it built and covered and,
1: uh, and so this is the one that you use the, uh, the, uh, covering from Hobby King.
2: Yes. the um, Hobby King covering film. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call it China coat from here on out because that's easier to say. And that's yeah. exactly what, uh, what it's referred to online.
1: Well, you want so with this airplane, you, you don't really know how it's going to fly. So you didn't want to put a whole bunch of money into it. Right. Um, just in case something happens just and, and it crashes the first time.
2: And we were curious about this covering anyway.
1: Very much so, because it's a five meter roll yeah. for like 12 bucks. Very inexpensive. Which five meters is, you know, more than what you more get with the other meters?
2: stuff. three yeah. meters. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so it's quite a bit more for quite a bit less. Right. Honestly, than, you know, your standard top flight monocode or, you know, gold, or I'm sorry, hangar nine ultra code. So... So we wanted to try this covering and uh, I got to say, you know, we'll we'll talk about the plans here in a minute, but I just got to plug this covering. Um, I ordered white because that's what was in stock. So apparently, you know, not every color is always available in stock, but it comes in and out of stock pretty quickly, apparently. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I ordered a roll of the 15 meter white and uh, I got to tell you, I love this stuff. Five meter. I'm sorry. Five (laughs) meter. I was going to say, hold on, there's a 15 meter roll? No, no, Sorry. (laughs) Five-meter roll of, uh-huh. of white. And uh, and I really, really like it. It was very easy to work with. Uh, went around compound curves. I mean, we're talking, you know, this is a little airplane. Uh-huh. And so the so the curves are fairly sharp and, you know, compound. Um, this <laughs> stuff went around it like, I mean, imagine if you're familiar with Monocoat. And Monocoat, in my opinion, does a great job already around compound curves like wingtips, things like that. Uh-huh. This stuff did as good as monocoat at a lower temperature, uh, which was really, really handy. Because if you had like headroom, you could add more temperature if you needed to make it even more flexible. Mm -hmm. Um, And the stuff, we, you know, we set the little airplane out in the sun and uh, did not seem to affect the covering at all. Like no sags, no
1: And that was a 92 degree day.
2: Yeah, it was a hot day. Uh, So... Um yeah, I'm quite impressed actually. Now those we'll, we'll see. it was white. It wasn't right. black, so you know Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um bear that, you know, with a, a grain of salt. But um th- as far as workability goes, very easy to work with. Uh the only the only real gripe I had about it is the um the backing. Kind of difficult to remove, you know, if it doesn't have a little piece already kind of loose, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um but two pieces of tape. Peels, you know what I'm saying, back to back. Yeah. And it peels right off. A piece of um, tape
1: on the back, piece of tape on the front. And then right. using that as like a, a like a handles, grip, if you will. Yep, sure.
2: Yeah, and but like I said, that's a pretty small gripe uh, compared to the cost of the stuff and how much of it you actually get. So are you a convert now? I'd say yeah. I mean, you know, they don't make as many cool colors as you know Monaco is available in, mm-hmm. uh, like a lot of the metallics and things like that. But. uh um, yeah, absolutely. For basic colors, yeah, I'm I'm not afraid to use this stuff. And speaking of monocoat, monocoat uh, as trim sticks quite well to this stuff. Um, so if hope, you want to
1: do your main coat or your main plane in a basic color, right, you can also trim it out with a yeah. monocoat. And that's it, exact, to it pretty yeah. well. That's the, wow.
2: exactly the direction I was going because you could, like I said, you can buy a, a roll of the white if that's your base color, mm-hmm. cover the thing in white, and then do your trim in the more expensive. Uh, Monocote or Ultra Coat that you um, don't use nearly as much of them. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, big fan uh, over here. I like that stuff. I'll be ordering more of it eventually uh, when it's back in stock. Yeah. Um, now we'll see what time does to it. Uh, I have read, uh you know, some online reviews that have had mixed results. Some guys say, "Oh yeah, it's five years later and it's still st- stuck like you know like gangbusters," but then, you know, there's other guys saying, "Well, I've got some seams that are coming loose," you know. We'll see. You know, I feel like I applied it uh, properly. So uh, we'll see what what time does. And I do want to make a note that uh, like on their metallic colors, uh, the general consensus of folks who have used it, I have yet to use metallic, so I can't say for sure. Um, But from roll to roll, there may be inconsistencies in the color. So you may have match issues if you're using covering from one roll and trying to match it up to another one with their metallic colors. Like I said, I, I've not done that yet, but on yeah. a, on a five meter roll. I, you know. So, yeah. <laughs>
1: so maybe you can, uh, order a couple rolls at a time or something. Cause I'm, I'm guessing like, you know, most likely batch to batch should yeah. be the same. Right. But if you're going from different batches, like if you order one, then right. two months later you order another right. one. I can see how that yeah. can be. And different. it
2: may be an issue, you know, somebody ordered metallic purple, you know, in December and then in March or April when they're finally finishing that airplane after they're winter hibernation or whatever, they order another roll. Maybe they're into another batch and, Uh you know, maybe it's not the same or whatever, but, uh, so that's something, you know, you might want to keep in mind if you're ordering the stuff, order, order enough to do the whole project. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm going to use it again. Uh, I can't wait to to use it on another airplane. Yeah,
1: that will be pretty cool. I'll, uh, I'll have to order some of that now on the opposite side. I wasn't planning on talking about covering, but on the opposite side of this, um, you know, we, we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago, whenever it was, about some uh, the solar no, yeah, the solar, the, the cover text. right, mm-hmm. uh, oh, the cover the, the 21st, cover century, 21st cover. century stuff that yep. was uh, discontinued. Mm-hmm. Yep. We had somebody reach out and say that uh, even though that stuff is discontinued, right, there is a, uh, another product that is still made. I think Balsa USA is one place you can get it, right. Um, we actually went to a hobby shop and they had some in stock and it's called Oratex. And it's a, um, a fabric. Uh, apparently it's like the same kind of covering yeah, then yeah. that you were talking about yeah. with that 21st century yeah, stuff. But this
2: stuff is not painted. It's like tinted that color or stained that color, like a, like a, like a cotton shirt. You know, when you buy a blue cotton shirt, it's not painted. It's obviously, that's yeah. how this stuff is. It's a fabric that's actually dyed that color already.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's actually kind of cool. I can't wait to use it. I've got to find a plane to actually Most build with it. Most expensive
2: covering I have ever seen. <laughs> it was, it was a moment Not, of I weakness. Back, but it's, it's definitely expensive.
1: Yeah, It was a moment of weakness. I don't know why I bought it, but, uh, rolls are $65 for, what is this one? This is a five meter roll. Mm-hmm. Big difference between that and the, the monocoat stuff or even the, the China coat stuff. Yeah. Um, but I really like that dull look depending on the airplane. Yes. So we'll see how this goes. I, yeah, we're gotta, pretty,
2: and we're pretty sure that this is the type of covering that was on the big yellow biplane at the, at the open. Oh, you think you so? Like, I'm pretty sure it is. You think this is what it is? It looks the like the same sheen. It, it The stuff that, that was on the biplane was not painted. So I know for sure that it was not 21st century fabric. Oh, okay. Yeah. It had a uniform, non glossy, just like the stuff you bought here. So I'm, Pretty sure that it's probably the same stuff. Yeah, it could very well be then. Or maybe the same stuff under a different name. Because apparently this this fabric uh iron on covering all kind of comes from the same place in Germany. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah.
1: I don't know how correct that is, but well, uh I it mean, seems your, like it. Your package says this package uh, made does in say Germany. made in Germany, but I have not uh, looked at any of the other ones. Right. So but right. this is paintable too. And yes. that's the part that I kinda like mm-hmm. because now I can just actually paint the covering once it's on as opposed to doing decal work. And then you don't have to worry about like the uh, if you put decals on that are shiny or anything like that. So that will make sure this matches. So I'm excited to actually build a plane with it.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's neat stuff.
1: Now i got to find one to build. Right, right. Yep. <laughs> but if I find one that's not in the right scale, I know how to resize the plans.
2: Exactly. So. And how do you know this? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Google. No.
2: <laughs> right, so... So, getting back to, the, to yeah. the little mini Cloud Dancer here. Uh, so, Rob, when he provided me the, the laser uh, cut parts, he said, uh, take the Cloud Dancer 40 mm-hmm. uh, plan, original plan, and print it at 70%, and you're good to go. Which is exactly what we did. Exactly. And it worked great for you. Yeah, it worked uh, perfect. Uh, Rob had done the research, and uh, somehow he figured out that if he printed the plan at this scale, not only would it be the perfect size for his little OS 10 engines that he likes so much. Uh, it would also be fairly close to standard balsa sizes so that he didn't really have to do a lot of redrawing because we printed the plan at 70%, and that is the original 40-size Ace Cloud Dancer yeah. plan. So, you know, he, he had done all that ahead of time, maybe. Well, but with when the in the
1: CAD program, he would have changed the sizing for all of the spars, yeah, for all of the Yeah, but we didn't holes. have his
2: CAD-printed plans. We didn't need them, right, right. But what I'm saying is, like this the standard, like the stringers and stuff like that, the the spars and all that stuff. He had he had done his homework, and he figured that at that scale, I could still use standard, you know, because like if you if I held up a, a I think it was, I think I used three sixteenths by quarter, I think is what it was on the spars, mm-hmm. and that lined up perfectly on the outlines on the plan. Now he didn't redraw the plan. We just printed them at seventy percent scale. Oh well, yeah,
1: I, I follow what you are saying, and that, that.
2: But there are some things that sure. didn't line up exactly either, right? And to which his you know instructions were, yeah, it's fine, just go with it. So and it did. It worked out. It worked out nicely. It's a good looking airplane.
1: But now he would have resized the like, parts he cut. The parts he yes, cut to absolutely. be exact. Yep. yep. So yeah, so I'm, that
2: they could be built on the plan.
1: Right, and in yep. CAD that's easy to do. If you know. Um, when you when you have your file and you do your tracings or however you end up doing it and you shrink it down, all of the areas that have the wing spars uh, going through them are going to be resized in the CAD program. Right. So when you shrink it down 30%, if you don't get to a, a, an actual size of balsa that you can get— Right. Uh, it's very simple to redraw that to a yeah. uh, quarter by quarter or whatever size yeah. you're, you're needing to do. And then exactly. just connecting the lines back up and then using that for your cut file. Right. Um, most people aren't going to do it that way, though. Um, and if they are going to do it that way, they don't need us to tell them how to do it that way. Uh, if they have a CAD program, they know what they're doing. We're really gonna kinda talk more about just somebody that wants to print something at home because they found some plans online and want to build a plane and kinda how to do that. And it's not very difficult at all.
2: So yeah, let's let's talk about places where you can where you can
1: find plans online.
2: Well, first but, off, what is a plan? That's a good question.
1: Thanks. That's why I asked it. <laughs> That's why I have you here <laughs> to ask these good questions.
2: So a plan is a, a something that we use, a printed uh, plan is something we use to build our airplanes from, uh, or a blueprint, if you will, so that if, you know, you you physically lay the plan out on your building table, if you're not familiar with building an airplane, you and you actually physically build the airplane right there on top of the plan, so you have all the parts in the right places and such.
1: Yeah, so when you build a, a plane based on plans it's Mm -hmm. printed at 100% right so it's it's true to size like the plan matches the size of the airplane yep so there's no math to figure out nothing like that you just lay the plan on the on the table and start building your sticks on top of it
2: yeah so that's uh yeah, you're exactly right you you physically build something that is the exact same size as the plan that you're building it from so it's 100 percent the same size where do you like now that we know what a plan is where do like, you go to where do you go to get plans i i like to go to a, a a website it's called outer zone i think it's www.outerzone.com.uk maybe i think it's a it's yeah it's, it's not it's, a yeah but if you it might
1: dot uk.
2: <laughs> Maybe I that's it, yeah. But if you do a Google search of Outer Zone and then plans, it, it'll be like the first thing that pops up. Uh, and and uh, it's a service that's provided free, which is really, really awesome. As long as you're not printing plans and then selling them, yeah. you're not infringing on any copyright or anything like that. If, you're, if your sole purpose is to build an airplane from plans, you're legally just fine. And uh,
1: I, I So I'll stop you there because it, that's one you use. I also will use that one. But okay. there's another one called Aerofred.com. Oh yeah. Okay. And that's another one that you can they're they're kind of the same. They're kind of set up the same way, I think. Okay. Um you can find different plans on different sites. So if you look at one site and you can't find a plan you want, right, go to the other one and start looking through that right. one too. So I just I wanted to throw that in before yeah, yeah. you get to and, too and far it. And and certainly these
2: two sites are not the only sites no. online. I mean uh I believe AMA. You can buy some plans through AMA. I think on the on their website. I know uh, uh, model airplane news plans are available from uh, some publishing website. Is there? Um, but yeah, I mean, there's lots of places. Those are just two of our our favorites.
1: Those are like the two that I use. Yeah, and that's like the only two that I use between because...
2: those two. I mean, every well, our dualist plans mm-hmm. um, that came from Outer Zone. Um, that's where uh, I
1: found that. it. Might have been Aerofred that I found it. I don't remember. Oh, Okay, but it, but it's it doesn't matter. Same way. thing. So, yep. Um,
2: but anyway, those are those are places I like to use. And in Outer Zone. Um, I'm not, I'm not real familiar with Arrowhead. I don't think I've ever used that one. So Outer Zone, their plans database is enormous. I mm-hmm. mean, they have. I think the last time I looked, I think it was something like in the vicinity of, and I'm probably way off, but it was like three thousand plans, different plans. I would think it'd be more than that. Maybe it, it, it probably is, but that's the number that like sticks out in my head. Um, so you have to, you know, if you're looking for something specific, you know, you have to sort through all these plans and he has, uh, just recently, um, uh, uh, added to his website, a really, really cool search feature, uh, search function rather. And you can break it down by, you can search by, uh, uh, a wingspan range, uh, engine size, a weight range. I mean, there's, name, you know, there's a keyword search. I mean, there's there's a lot of plans there that you have to sort through, but there's ways to get exactly right where you need. But sometimes it's fun just to sort, just to sift oh, to yeah. and browse through his plans because there's some really neat stuff in there.
1: It'll take forever. It does. Um, So I just, cool, I just pulled up the AeroFRED website and there are 23,625 oh model airplane plans available.
2: Well, there you go. Um, so that's just AeroFRED.
1: Yeah. And that's that's not... Technically just radio controlled because there's right. like the free, free fly, there's rubber band line, powered yeah. even on mm-hmm. here. Um but it's kind of the same way to where you can you can sort by wingspan, you can sort by power type if you want electric, if you okay. want glow, if you want gas. Um you can sort if you want like civilian type aircraft, military oh, yeah. type yeah. or type aircraft. Yeah, yeah it sounds um, very, very similar. Sail to, plane, to yeah. Zone.
2: yeah. Same type
1: of thing. It probably so. is like um, almost identical. So if you're looking for a plan, uh, there's
2: there's a couple of resources right there, um, and there's certainly there's certainly other ones out there too. So um, you know, if you got a, a favorite airplane you want to build, you can probably find a, a modeler who has already modeled it. Yeah, who's already done the hard work. Right. Exactly.
1: Um, so let's say you found one. Okay. Now what do you do?
2: Well, you're you're probably going to have to print it. Mm-hmm. or or download the print well, file and download first, yeah, and have somebody you know. Well,
1: yeah, so for us that's true. We, we just have the, the wide format printer and we print. Um, if you don't have that though because most people don't have access to one even, mm-hmm. it's very easy to print plans from your own home. Um, to do that, now I, I don't know all the different programs that will print the way that you need to print with that. Uh, but what I used before I got the wide format printer or printer was the uh, Adobe Acrobat Reader uh, DC, I think, was the, I don't know if that's version or what. Um, but it's, it's very easy to print plans from your own printer at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you don't have that program, download the program and download the, uh, the file you need, the plan. Right. Uh, you open it with that program and then on the very top of it, you click on the, the printer icon uh, to bring up the, the print dialog. Mm-hmm. Uh, there'll be a box that comes up. And under page sizing and handling, you click on the poster print. And then that will tell it to print it, you know, at the setting that you need to print it at. So with that, um, you set the scale to 100% so it doesn't shrink it or enlarge it at all. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Right. But for for just our purposes now, 100% right. is what you said of that. Yep. And then with the version I have, it also has a, a, a cut marks thing that you can, you can check, uh, a little radio button or whatever you call those. And then that will actually print the little crosshairs on the 8.5 by 11 sheets of paper so you know where to cut the paper. Um, once you have them printed, you know, you just cut the... Uh, like use a paper cutter or something on the crosshairs and then tape them together and then you have a full-size oh. set of plans that are taped together. Wow! Um, and okay. it works pretty good if, if you don't have access to a, a full printer. Nice thing about that too is that's cheap way to do it. Um, well, I guess it depends on the kind of printer you have, but most of the time printing eight or 12 sheets of paper is not all that expensive. And then you can actually get an idea for what the plane will look like real scale real size yeah. because it's so hard to look on a computer screen and actually kind of understand and get a feel for what it is so um i always print more plans than i end up building or even looking at just (laughs) to see what it looks like um because after you see it printed full size you might think well i don't think this is as cool looking i don't want to do it um, so or that's, maybe,
2: you know, it's too big to fit in the car or maybe it's too small. I don't think it's going to fly well in the wind or whatever. It could be. It could be a lot of reasons. And if that's the case, you can always
1: resize your plans. Oh. Um, so when you resize plans.
2: Lots of factors to consider.
1: Yeah. So I guess.
2: Especially if you're choosing one that hasn't already been resized for you. Cause a lot of the ones like on outer zone, you, you know, there are. Multiple sizes of, especially like uh, um, popular airplanes like sticks. let's say. I mean, goodness gracious. You, you can download plans that have already been CAD drawn and everything for almost any size engine or electric motor that uh, that you want to put on one. Yeah. But if it's something less common.
1: So if it's something less common and, and you want to go. Okay. So first off, let's go back to the AeroFred website. Okay. You can get your plans printed through them. And when you print, you can tell them what scale you want to print it at. Um, so that's pretty simple. However, you're going to get the printed plans that aren't necessarily going to be lined up to the correct size, like spars or something like, like that. We've kind of talked about bosses, before. yeah. Um, but let, let's talk about if you want to resize your plan. So you found a plane that you really, really like. Um, let's just say, for instance, it's uh, like 40-inch wingspan. And that's a little bit too big for you. You want to go down to something about 32 inch. The math to do this is actually pretty simple. So it's your new number, so your new wingspan, and then you subtract the old wingspan. So for uh, well, let's go through the this how you do it first before I give you an example. Okay. So it's new number, or minus the old number, and then you divide that by the old wingspan and multiply it by 100. Okay. So let's say you have this 40-inch wingspan and you want to take it to a 32-inch wingspan airplane. Got it. It is the new number, so 32. 32. Subtract the old number. 40. 40, and that takes you to negative 8. Right. So take your negative 8, divide it by 40, because that was the the original number, Mm -hmm. and then that gives you negative 0.2. Multiply that by 100, gives you negative 20. So that means you're going to be downsizing at 20%. So to if downsize we... 20%, you take 100%, subtract Minus the 20%, 20. Yep. and Printed it's going to be 80%, 80%. print. 80%. Yep. Um, and that will give you the size wingspan that you want. Right. Uh, if you want to go the other way and scale it up, let's say it's a 40-inch wingspan and you want to go to a 52-inch wingspan. Okay. So you take your 52, subtract 40 to give you 12. 12 Divide that by forty because that was your original number and that gives you point 0.3. three. Yeah. Multiply that by a hundred. Thirty gives you thirty percent. Thirty percent. So you're going thirty percent bigger than the original one. Yep. So when you print it, 130%. 130%. Yeah, I mean that's it's pretty simple. Yeah. Um and that's a good way to get to like if you know you have a car that you can only fit a wing that's, you know, forty inches or forty five inches, and you want to re, you want to rescale Anything to that size, that's an easy way to do it. Right. Um, With a caveat. With a caveat of (laughs) you can't really go from tiny to huge or huge to tiny. Why is that? That is because structure is going to be different. What do you mean? So if you have a bunch of wing spars or a bunch of wing ribs ribs on a a very big, wide airplane, Mm -hmm. you're not going to just be able to shrink that down and have 16 wing ribs and a one-foot wing.
2: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And likewise, if if you've got a little 12-inch wingspan airplane that you want to make a 100-inch wingspan airplane out of Mm -hmm. and you go to scale it up, well, your little 12-inch might have, you know, Four th- three ribs yeah. per three, four. Well obviously three ribs is not gonna be enough for a one hundred inch wing. So. Yeah. so there's a lot more engineering
1: that goes into it yeah. if you're trying Especially to make with a the huge bigger difference. Yeah. Um but if you're just doing a few inches here and there, there's not much to it. Yeah. Um so
2: You have, have to be to... careful of, of standard wood sizes too. Yeah.
1: So what what So like
2: if you know, let's let's say Let's say we're going to scale up a 25-size a airplane up to a 40-size airplane. Well, a 25-size airplane, maybe it uses quarter-by-quarter-inch, you know, spars. Well, you go scaling it up to, to whatever the percentage is that works out up to a 40-size airplane. Well, maybe those spars on the plans, when you print them, unless you redraw them, we're just talking about scaling them up and down here and printing them without any CAD drawing or anything. Yeah. You know, that quarter-by-quarter quarter spar may turn into some weird size, like, Seven thirty seconds by seven thirty seconds, or or some weird size. So that's something that you have to factor in. You know, obviously we just can't go to the hardware store and buy seven thirty seconds in square balls, a spar. You know, for our spars. So you have to. You have to factor that in so it's going to require probably a little bit of redrawing in the cad program
1: well and even if it's not in the cad program you know when you're building on top of the plan you're going to be cutting your own parts anyway that's true so when you cut the uh, the cutouts for that you would just change the size got it yeah okay so that's not i mean it's a little bit more difficult to do it by hand because you want to make sure that you get it centered. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to be too far forward on right. some, too far back on the other. You want to be be sure that it's at the same spot. right Um, but resizing it's not all that
2: difficult. Yeah. And what what is the program again that you use to to do the resizing? Adobe, what was that you, you said?
1: Uh, Adobe Acrobat Reader. Acrobat Reader. Okay. Yeah.
2: Cool. Right on.
1: All right. So anything else you want to talk about?
2: Uh well, nothing that I'm smart enough to talk about. <laughs> I mean, we, you know, I really wanted to do a discussion of, of why the small airplanes fly differently than the big airplanes but but bottom line is it's a it's a huge aerodynamic question that I'm not qualified to talk about. but just suffice to know that scaling an airplane up or down does not necessarily mean it's going to fly exactly like the one you scaled it from.
1: Well and that that kind of makes sense. So let's you know like when you're used to a plane flying the way it flies mm-hmm. it's because that's how it was designed. It's, it's taken into consideration the wing loading it's taken all that. So when you like, okay, so let's, let's say I take my Cavalier Mm -hmm. and instead of the, whatever, 56 inch wingspan, I don't know if that's what it is. I don't remember. Uh, if, and if I want to make something like a park flyer version and I want to shrink that in half, it's not going to fly the same for a few reasons. So when you shrink it in half, you're actually shrinking the wing in half in two dimensions. So that is going to mean you're actually losing uh, 75% of that wing when you shrink the plane in half. Does that make sense? It's a version of squaring. Yeah. Right.
2: Yes, that does make sense. So you're
1: taking it off of two sides. So that's why the the wing actually shrinks by 75% instead of just 50%. Instead of just 50. Your weight does not follow that. Right. So you're going to have a higher wing loading not only are you going to have a higher wing loading you're going to have a, a lighter plane that is more affected by the wind
2: right if 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 you know if all things being equal you built it from the same materials the same sizes and the mm-hmm. same you didn't take steps to make it further lighter and
1: you know we've said before the bigger planes fly better that's simple it's heavier the wind affects it less mm-hmm. and usually with those the wing loading is less right Th- there's just something about you know the bigger plane will fly Slower, will move slower, will react a little bit slower, and be affected by outside forces less. Right. So, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it that I don't understand. But right. when it comes to sizes, that part I can kind of grasp. So, yeah. when you blow something up by two scale, you're increasing the wing size by four. Exactly.
2: So, yep. So, you're getting the benefit of more lived for only half the weight. Yeah. Gain.
1: I mean, if that's, yeah, that's how it ends up working. So, right. So anyway, yeah, Yeah. that,
2: uh, that kind of is where I, (laughs) I really didn't want to go there, but, um, I'm glad you said something about it because, uh, you know, it is, it is part of the scaling conversation.
1: Yeah. You need to take everything into consideration and it's, if you don't know, you know, it's, it's fun to play around. I yeah, mean, it, and it,
2: start with a foamy. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, true. Like we're gonna you can,
1: you can it. build it in bigger or smaller and see how that flies. But yeah. if you do want to do something in balsa, I, I would think if you've never done it before, don't do anything drastic. Yeah. You know, like I said, the the forty to fifty-two inch, something like that. That's not a big deal. The forty down to thirty-two inch, that's not a big deal. Yeah. You're not going to lose a lot of performance, or it's not going to fly completely differently than the original one, right? Um, but yeah, so start small and see how it goes.
2: Yep. Yep. Well, that's all I got. Yeah.
1: Uh, same here. I think so. Right. Uh, until next time, everybody. Thanks for listening. Yep. I'm Tom. I'm Ron. See Good you next night. time.
0: Hope you enjoyed this episode of the RC plane lab podcast for topic suggestions to ask questions or to give any feedback, connect with us at rcplanelab.com or email us direct at either Ron at rcplanelab.com or Tom at rcplanelab.com. You can also text us or leave us a voicemail at 818-351-9846. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, may your landings be gentle.